G'day, g'day, g'day. This is the punting monologue. I'm your host this week, Ben Clifton. I know, I know you're expecting a high-pitched voice to be hosting, but um, given that Sonny's Oman beat my best bet of the day last week, yeah, we've had to switch dog. duties, and I'm stuck with the hosting gig. So, Sonny, how you going, mate? Mate, I am absolutely basking in it. There's uh, there's such a thing as being a good winner and a, and a bad winner, but uh, I don't really give a rat's which one I am. I'm just a winner. I feel great. <laughs> I tell you what, I can't be all to blame for not Here we go. winning. I thought Linda Linda Meacher's ride on <laughs> DK was terrible. She had the lead there for the taking. Toronto Terrier would have sat outside it and she would have been too good. Mate, losers make excuses. Anyway. Winners go home with the prom yeah. queen. All right, so what meeting are we covering this week, Sonny? Yeah, mate, uh, this week we're out at Sandown. Uh, there's, there's a good meet out there. Uh, a lot of good races on the card. Bit of weather about. Uh, so stick your head out the window. What's the rail position, mate? Uh, it's still circular. It still goes around in uh, in an oval shape, uh, pretty much adjacent to where the horses will be running. Uh, we're looking at a <laughs> soft, let's go six. Uh, you know what I've just realised, <laughs> Benny? I was really yeah. looking forward to rubbing this in on you, and it's twofold. One, I have no idea what I'm talking about, obviously, and I get away with that with the hosting duties. Two, people who actually tune into this, and I've got it on good authority that some people do, they certainly don't tune in for me waffling on. They want to know what to put their hard-earned money on and why it's going to win. So this has backfired dramatically. Should we switch, should we switch roles? Uh, Is that what you're saying? I, I really don't want to, but I think for the sake of everyone's ear holes and back pocket, we probably should. So as much as I want to rub it in, next time let's make our little wager, our head-to-head, something that I actually want to go through with because I think I prefer (laughs) not doing any research and inverted commas slash inverted brackets hosting. So, yeah, if it's all right with you, I might actually ask you the questions and then just sit back and doodle with a pen. All right, let's do it. Rails out eight metres, soft six. There's going to be rain on the day. I was right. (laughs) Yeah, soft six. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be want to you want to be with a fit horse. You want to be a horse Ooh. who's sort of in the first four or five in the running. Well, preferably in the first one. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> you know, I've got a theory on wet trackers, but you need horses that are set up to perform on a wet track. So horses that are either on the back up, horses who've had a couple of runs this prep, horses whose fitness levels are you know at the absolute peak. So, yeah, it's a, it's a handy little meeting at Hillside uh, at Sandown, and I think uh, we found a few winners. Well, mate, there's no way I'm letting you slide without giving us your theory on wet trackers. You can't just drop, I've got a theory. What is it? No, Born with a snorkel? I mean, mudder's a mudder? I'm, what do we got? I mean, because the, the wider theory is, oh, there's wet trackers and there's horses who don't handle wet tracks. But you can you can look at a horse's record and go, oh, it's had two runs on the wet and it hasn't done anything. But it may not have been set up to succeed on those occasions. It might have been first up or it might have been in an unsuitable race. It might have been in the worst part of the track. You know, there's heaps of different factors. You can't just look at the form guide and go, oh, it's had two starts on the wet track and hasn't performed. You've got to dig a little deeper and, you know, uh, sure, there's some horses that don't handle wet tracks, but I think there's less than what, you know, the general public think. And you know what? For anyone out there thinking that I've backed out or welched on this bet and had you host it, that is precisely why I didn't because I didn't even understand half of that, but I'm glad you know what you're doing. So let's go out there because it's going to be pretty sloppy, isn't it? I heard 15 mil of rain either Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. Either way, there's a bit of precipitation about. And when when there's rain on the day, it's problematic, but um, mm. you just got to 
uh, play the cards you dealt, as they say. So is this a little bit of an asterisk for you? Like, are you going to tell the punters, hey, hold off if this horse... Like, give us a little bit of specific advice on a few races, or are you pretty confident in this meet that you can lock a few in? Possibly, yeah. It probably just gives me a few excuses next week if we don't back a winner when uh, when you introduce me. Yeah, consider it done. My own one's <laughs> getting up again, so no stress there, punters. All right, let's just get stuck in then. The first one's over 1,300, just on the stroke of midday or five past. For those real pedants out there, we've got Hydrogen Power as our favourite. Hydro- Are we going to switch to hydrogen power instead of horsepower soon? We've got to ditch horsepower. It's been too long. 480 for hydrogen power. Victory Command, the VC, the Victor Charlie at 550. Long Lost Friend at 550. Gates, the floodgates have opened. It's 750. La Zebra for the French crossings out there at 950, as is Porter. Are we just going to have a look at how the track's going here? Yeah, because... It- Damn it, I should have done your role. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-year-old race as Six first starters. There's no real market push for anyone. Maybe the horse has been a little bit of a market push for his number five, Porter. So so you think, trained by Danny O'Brien, so you think go well in the wet. But, yeah, I couldn't push you into anything. And, yeah, this just isn't my type of race. So um, we move on. Not a bad day weather-wise for a, a couple of porters, actually. Don't mind a porter or two. A little porter stout. So that's something we can look towards. But anyway, that's not my own one. Let's go to race two. It's a dash for cash. Hold on to your brollies. We've got written swoosh. That's just the Nike symbol, isn't it? At 3.30, Bay 13. I tell you what, mate. My own is in this race, and it's not Bay 13. And if you'd have told me a few years ago that, <laughs> I would have kicked myself in the shins. It's a disgrace. So get stretching down at Bay 13 with Merv at four bucks. Charmed Run is what I had until about three years ago at eight bucks. Free willed. Do we have free will? Hmm. Theologians have debated it since the Age of Enlightenment at eight fifty. And then my Oman, Birdies Galore at twelve bucks. You know how you said you don't understand half the stuff I say. It's it, the feeling's <laughs> mutual. Yeah, well, the reason I can bang on ad nauseum with nonsense about theologians from the Age of Enlightenment is because I don't watch horse races on repeat every day of my life (laughs) to try and get the punters out there cash. I just wake up and go, hmm, do we have free will? I might think about that for the next nine hours. All right, let's get into it. Do you want to know why? Oh, go on. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. (laughs) Well, it's a bit of actually, talk about free will, birdies galore. Every day when I pick up my daughter from daycare, there's this menagerie of birds around and they are just going absolutely bat guano mental and so does she. And she just goes, birdies, birdies. So it really sprung out to me like, oh, that's an omen for sure. And now that I see Bay 13s in this race, I am disgusted in myself, really. This is a real bad horse play. The two horse omen. It could be a two horse omen. Whoa. It's past mun <laughs> against present mun. We've got Bay 13 back in the day where I'm on the mid-strength schooners and getting kicked out of the G, and we've got birdies galore where the menagerie of birds are entertaining my offspring. Oh, geez, I know which one I'd rather be on. All right, can I do some analysis? I guess. All right, so I think this is a soft favourite written swoosh. You know, the format of its two runs hasn't been awfully strong, and it's off 280 days here with an apprentice jockey on board. Jeez, it would have to have jumped out pretty well to be favoured in this. So I think it's a soft favourite. Um, I'm against it. Bay 13, yeah, it's got it's probably the the best of the exposed runners in that it went to Stakes Company last time in and you know ran pretty well. But it was big odds on that on that occasion. So and off 184 days, I doubt it'd be near peak fitness. So I'm not with it. The horse I'm with is Tanto number five. I mean, 
there hasn't been any early market support for it. It's been $11 out to 15 but there's plenty of time for that to change. I just think it's coming out of a really fast race last start, one by She Dances, she, and that horse goes to Adelaide on Saturday and he's going to be favoured in a good race. So down in class here, winner at the track and distance three starts back and I just love that they're claiming under the min down to 53 and a half on this wet deck and you know back to the thousand meters is going to suit it so I'm with Tanto here $15 something little each way on that and uh, Mm. I think you get a good run for your money yeah and have a think about what you're really gambling with because at long odds like that you don't have to have much on it and I'll tell you what between birdies galore bay 13 and Tanto if we don't get a winner here I'm going home Let's go to race three, champion. We've got another little dash for cash here. Hold on to your ponchos. We got Miss Balvini for the whiskey drinkers out there at four bucks. Our Heidi at four eighty. Senegalia, third man up for the cats at five fifty. Vivian at seven fifty. Dazzling Lucy at nines, and then we start to drift. Yeah, and I mean, there's probably there's there's a little bit of weakness in the market here as well. They've, they've started riding our Heidi Ford, which I think suits it, but it's got dropping back twelve hundred to a thousand. I don't think it'll particularly suit it at this stage of its campaign. So I'm against our Heidi. Senegalia, I wasn't I wasn't with either. I thought its best figures were with Jamie Carr on board. Carleen Heffel rides this time, Sonny. You'll be glad to hear. So I can't be with it. No. She's on a few this week. She's going well. She's what going are you all right. about? Yeah. You having a stinker? No, no, she, she is going all right. I have been harsh on her, but she's no Jamie Carr. That's all mate, I can take out of it. The horse I'm with... Are you allowed at the track when Jamie Carr's there, or has she still got the restraining <laughs> order, mate? Because you are enamoured. She's out injured at the moment, so can't wait till she gets back. But the horse I'm with is Miss <laughs> Balvini. It's got some huge figures in it, this horse, and 1,000 metres first up. It's won three from three first up. It's actually drifted on every occasion uh, in the market first up, which isn't normally a good sign, but I just think it brings its best form there. Um, winner at the track and distance. Just a really nice horse. It's a turn of foot, foot horse. It handles the wet. Tom Dabanig, a very good trainer. So I think Miss Balvini, $4 at the moment. It is off 216 days, which you know I have been saying about other horses. There's a reason not to be backing it, but mm. I just think they've set it up for this race. They scratch it from Warnable during the week to go here, and I think it'll just sit in behind the leaders and um, show its turn of foot late. So I'm with Miss Balvini. Turn a hoof, please. Hey, would there be a few horses that will get scratched if the weather's too bad that they know just can't run in the wet and they think, you know what, why would I risk an injury? There will for sure. There's generally there's generally more scratchings uh, during the winter. But as we get deeper into the winter, you find that, you know, the the trainers target their, their actual wet trackers mm. at, that, at those sort of months because they know the tracks are going to be softer. Sort of the opposite of cricket season when it's raining on a Friday night and you're just banking on it being washed out so you have a thousand schooners. Scratch it. Please scratch it. And then you have to play hungover. Yeah, yeah. And have the best Nokia knife. So you get superstitious and think, I've got to do it every week. All right. Race four. Another dash over a thousand. Hold on to your, what do we got? Raincoats. Unflinching at 225 is our shortish favourite. Home rule at four. Wolflands. Sounds like a failed Hollywood script for a horror movie at eight bucks. And then we go double figures after that. Yeah, and I mean, it's a pretty thin race, this one. I am with the favourite, Unflinching. I just think there's a few queries over the other horses in the market. Unflinching, you just know what you're going to get. It's going to go forward and keep rolling and, you know, rock hard fit at the moment. They've spaced its runs a little bit, just obviously races best that way and it's creeping up in the weights, but they've taken the claim for Celine Gaudry and, you know, six from ten, it's one. It's one on the soft. Can't really fault it, and you know it's been solid in the early markets. It was it opened up at two dollars fifty, it's into two dollars twenty five. I do think it'll push closer to the two dollar mark as we get closer to the race. 
of the rest. I thought home rule was a little bit tight in the market. Off a complete shocker last start. It did miss the start, but you know, and railed up on the inside and didn't really do much. And you know, was solid in the market on that on that occasion. But geez, it's hard to back a horse off such a bad one. And and the favourite's going to have map advantages over it. So I think it's a weakness in the market. Wolflands is another horse that I looked at, but uh, it was awful last start. Bless her is probably the danger. That I think it can run a nice race. You know, it's a genuine wet tracker and. I think, you know, is it a 1,000-metre horse? Maybe not, but it is probably a stakes-class horse, so right up to this class. But I think unflinching will lead and win, and, yeah, it's one of the better bets on the card. Right, oh, you sound pretty confident on that. I like it. I like it a lot. Once again, very happy to be in, doing hosting duties and not in your big, big moccasins. Hey, we're going over to race five, which is over the mile now. Our favourite is Cap de Joie for the French tongue lovers out there. Unusual culture is at nines, as is Marican R. Then we've got Belle Savoie, another Frenchie. Very French tones today at 10 bucks and Defiant Diva at 11s. The favourite Cap de Joie is also in at Adelaide, but I, you know they do have Mark Zara on here, so I'm not sure which mm. way they'll go, but I'll just have to deal with it as if it is running. And yeah, you know, really nice mare, this mare. Gets Mark Zara on board. That's a pretty significant jockey change. Probably it just wasn't run to suit last start at Geelong. They went really slow up front and it kept finding the line. But this horse has only won three from nine races and you know, been in the market at all of the all of them. It's just it's a low percentage play. It gets back in the field, you know, it needs things to go its way to really win the race and it's gonna need that again on Saturday. So I'm against it. I think it's tied enough in the market. The horse I'm with is actually the stable mate, Bal Savoir at ten dollars. I thought mm. its last two runs have been really good. It was outside the lead last start when started favourite behind Good and Proper and Mega Mia. That form line solid. Um, should be peaking third up here. Goes really well on the wet. Gets the claim here. I just think $10, huge price for this horse and ready to peak third up. I think it'll roll forward, which is where you want to be. Yeah, $10. I think it'll start shorter than that and you could back that each way. So I'm with Definitely. the stable mate of the favourite and uh, I don't know if a lot of people will be. Okay, that's a great call. So just a couple of quick ones. The favourite's also written in potentially to be racing in Adelaide. What's the latest they can make mm. the call on that? Because you've got to transport the horse, obviously. Uh, yeah, um, Saturday morning is when you'll find out when the scratchings come out. But really? That'd probably ta- yeah. So would the, would the, the, the horse play... would already be over there. The yeah, horse would okay, already cool. be over there, yeah. So would the market tell you that? So would people have an inside knowledge as to, hey, we just drove down the uh, whatever that bloody main drive is to Adelaide, that one street <laughs> that goes all the way from Melbourne to Adelaide, when we saw this horse hanging out the back, and I, I know that derriere, and it's Cap de Joie, would that mean that something like Belle Savoie would come in? Uh, well, Am I overthinking you're it? You're going to cop deductions on it. You're going to cop deductions on it anyway. Right. They could possibly just be, you know, as best form is on wet tracks, they could possibly be looking to see, you know, which, which track is going to suit it more. So, okay. yeah, I, don't, I really don't know which way they're going. So, But um, mm. I'm happy to be with Balsalva either way. Yeah, great. Just think before you have a bet on this, is it really a bet you want to place? And if you do, set yourself a limit. It's at 10 bucks, So you can go a little bit each way and have a hell of a lot of fun if it comes in. Speaking of fun, let's keep it going here at number six. Race six is over 1,800 metres. Our favourite is Dashing with Batesy Boy on board at 3.30 Elkington Road. Sounds like another failed Hollywood script. This one's more of a thriller. At six bucks, <laughs> Tapa Kapal at sevens. King's Crossing at 7.50. Eight bucks for Salado. El Sal- hey, the sun. El Salado. Damn, another Oman potential at eight bucks there. And Do It La <laughs> at 12 bucks. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a race I was trying to get involved in because I think the form line that Dashing and Elkington Road come through and some other horses in the race is just really weak. That race didn't go any good at Mornington. Um, but then I just kept diving deeper into the other horse and there just was nothing there that I was looking for. I was looking sort of sort of for an up-and-coming horse who'd rated really well you know, in a maiden race coming through, but I just could not find... The, you know the profile of horse that I was looking for so didn't end up with a bet in this race and you know I think that I couldn't possibly take that three dollars thirty three dollars forty about dashing that's out there at the moment I think yeah it was it was a limited race that it's coming out of last start so yeah we'll sit this one out mate fair enough mate you've already backed three winners and I've tipped the Oman so we're laughing let's go to race seven now over 1800 our favorite is globe Pretty short. I'm tipping you're going to be on this, and it will be your best. Just a hunch. At a dollar eighty-five, Daytona Bay for the fans of video car racing, I guess, and bays, for that matter. At four eighty, Voltan. Voltan sounds like a bit of a failed gladiators audition. Introducing Voltan <laughs> at nine fifty. Then it drifts after that. Do you remember the first episode of when Gladiators was launched? How big it was, mate. It was massive on seven, and I just remember tuning in and I even as a kid I was watching going I'm pretty sure I know that bloke and it took me years to realize that the referee not Mike Whitney but the referee in the footlocker style NBA referee get up was JA Alexander the uh, tennis player tennis player wasn't it tennis aficionado it's like what how far down the list did they get before someone said yes he's our man (laughs) I know know what you mean um but it was huge it was yeah it was it was the show it certainly was. It was parodied on uh, on Full Frontal as well. But we digress. You know, look at the name of the horse above it, number 11. Oh, El Gladiador. <laughs> Jeez, I tell you what, there are a lot of omens in this week. <laughs> I'm going to be putting two bucks on everything. I can't possibly lose or win. All right, so this thing's a complete moral globe. Um, oh, just... ding, ding, ding. Cue me repeating this next week when it loses. <laughs> no horses have been able to get near it. Um, yet it's running really good time, um, makes its own luck up on, up on speed, and you know it drops a lot in weight here. It drops, you know, depending on Celine Gordry, I don't think can take the two kilos, but still drops five and a half kilos. Could even tighten up from that dollar eighty five because I think I think uh, Daytona Bay is a very limited conveyance, and it's going to be further back in the field. I don't particularly think eighteen hundred meters is its go as well. So Globe. Globe's coming off a massive win at the track and distance, dropping in weight. It's up in class, but it's proven that it'll be up to this sort of class in time. So I think they've pulled the right rein coming here with Globe. I love that it's drawn wide. It can work across from 13. And, you know, if there's a, if the best part of the track is, is in the middle of the track, as we probably expect later on in the day, then uh, it'll have first access to that. So Globe for mine, um, put it in everything. Wow, you heard it here first. I'll tell you what, mate, if this... Tipping caper doesn't work out for you, which I'm sincerely backing that it will. You could get into diplomacy because a very limited conveyance. Nice way of saying a complete dud. Well done. Can you can oh, you give always, me all my insults, please? You have quite a limited conveyance. Daytona sonny. Bay, it won a few in a row, and you know it's always in the market, but it's just it's got some severe limitations. So um, mm. yeah, I am going to be against it every time it runs. Awesome. We're on globe there, and I was spot on. It's short, it's favourite, it's your best. Let's go to race eight over the mile. We've got Pinstriped at three bucks, Gunstock at five, Alvadun at six fifty, and Keats, one of the kings of the sonnets out there. Keats, good poet, at twelve bucks. 
All right, so we're not playing here. I'll just keep this brief because Pinstriped, I think, is well found. It's got probably it got a really nice run last start on the lakeside track and got the run through. Drawn barrier 13 here. Might have to go further back than what it was last start, so I think there's enough negatives there to not be with it. The query runner in the race is Gunstock. I mean, this is a really nice horse. Uh, last prep only had two runs, so something obviously um, something went wrong. Very impressive, and you know it did start four dollars sixty in a VRC Derby eighteen months ago. So you know this is a horse of considerable promise and probably destined for better races. But you know obviously had its issues, and you know taken up so much percentage in the market. You know it just confused me more than it, it gave me clarity. So yeah, we'll sit this one out, but we've got to bet in the last, hopefully. Sensational, mate. Gee, it's been a busy day anyway, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to pick our eyes out of it. Yeah, I think there's enough bets on the card. Let's go to that last then and see if we can't finish strong over 1,300. The favourite is, ooh, I'm going to go Danastar or Danaustar. Depends which side of the tweed you come from. That's at six bucks. Pretty even field this. Al Rodonte at six fifty. Seven bucks for He's Our Bonival. More of a French theme. Seven fifty for Stormbolt. That's just lightning, isn't it? Ten bucks for Passero. And then it starts to drift. What do we like here, mate? Yeah, I mean, this is a nice little race, but our Redonte, as you mentioned, is well in the market. It's a really nice horse. They rode it hot last start at Mornington, and it was no match for our back action, but it ran really well. I think it'll improve up to 1,300 metres. Barrier 20 is probably the query. I mean, it'll probably be in the best part of the track, but where do they ride it from that gate? is the issue because it has shown in previous campaigns that they just drop it out the back and run on, which I don't think is going to be um, the place to be on Saturday. So I'm not with it. star obviously going all right. I just think, I don't know, I, I think this is a rising class for it and um, it is the likely leader in the race, but yeah, I don't think it's done enough on the clock to suggest it should be this short. The horse I'm with is Stormbolt. It is coming out mm. of um, a really nice race. One by Dejumbuck. Dejumbuck's a horse who I think is going to go into um, better races than what it won last start. It's just the form lines keep holding up. The second horse, Outlaws Revenge, won the Wangoom on Wednesday at Warrnambool. And drawn barrier 18 as well. But go. It, this is a horse that only goes forward and you know, as opposed to our Redonte, who they can make a decision on. So I think barrier 18, um, roll forward from there and... Yeah, I think I think it's a nice price at six dollars fifty seven dollars that's out there at the moment, and um, I think we can go out a winner with that horse. Fantastic, love your work. Let's fly through the card here. Race one, we're going to see how the track's playing. We're just going to have a little look because it's a two year olds, and we're not too keen on it. Race two, you're with Tanto at long odds at fifteens, and I have a two horse play. My first two horse Oman. That sounds weak. That is. <laughs> Jelly spine right there. The competing versions of Mun. We've got Birdies Galore and Bay 13. Jeez, I'm going to be torn. <laughs> Go for the dead heat. Race three, you're on Miss Balvany, who's coming off a long break to give us the victory. It's a thin race in race four, and you're with the favourite, Unflinching. Race five, you're on Belsevoir at 10 bucks, double figures. You beauty. Race six, you do not love the favourites, but nothing else jumped out. Race seven, Globe cannot lose. You heard it here first. Not from me, but from the bloke who gets paid to make these decisions. Race eight, <laughs> yep. Not going to bother because we're counting our cash from race seven. And then race nine, we finish with Stormbolt at around seven bucks, flying home from barrier 18. I'm tipping Globe is your best. Yeah, Globe's the best. I mean, you know, not everyone likes to take that sort of price, but I'm happy to take that. I think, you know, 
you got to play the percentages here. This is a horse who's right, uh, going to be right up in front and you know, destined for better races than this. So I'm with Globe. If you're mm. looking for a best value, it has to be race five, Balsawaha. I just think two runs back have been great. This is it's going to be its peak run of the campaign. It's going to push forward. It's drawn a nice little gate. So I think you can beat the um, stable mate and favourite, Cap de Joie. All right. Sensational stuff all round. Be sure to set yourself a limit when you're out there, punters, because chances are you're about to lose. Try and stay dry. Try and stay in the red. No, the red's bad, isn't it? Stay in the black. Yeah, stay in the black. You don't want to be yeah, in the red. I always forget that. The only way I can remember is red is dead. It's a rhyming mnemonic device. <laughs> Again, pretty glad I'm not in your hot seat. All right, Benny boy, thanks so much for that. Until next time, punters, good luck. Thanks, Sonny. Good luck, punters. Good on you, mate.